0: Everyone. Welcome to the Glorio Chat, the best anime podcast on the internet. We're back! Uh, unfortunately, we uh, had to postpone recording last week, so we're a, a week behind here.
1: Well, thank goodness nothing interesting happened in anime <laughs> in the last three weeks.
2: <laughs>
0: mm. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm kind of surprised this doesn't happen more often, because like, we have such a narrow window of time that we're all available between all of our time zones and but that's mostly schedules. because of
3: your like pathological need to have at least one european on the podcast hmm. well i mean even
0: even <laughs> with even when we you know we've done shows with just Sorry. glorio america oh, here miss, and yeah. the the three hour difference does it, it, it does uh cause problems know,
1: it's a real concern
0: you know yeah so but hey we're back now and uh yeah. yeah, I was kind of disappointed we didn't get to talk last week, because as G, you said, or we're implying with your sarcasm, there's a whole lot of good anime to talk about. Um, you know, if anybody out there thinks we're always uh, hating on anime, and or we're all cranky old people or something, let it be known. That uh, we do like anime when it's good and it's been it's been pretty good. <laughs> it's but been, uh the,
1: the giving has been good this season. There yeah. we go,
3: you've just chased away our final commenter. Whoa, shit.
0: <laughs> Alright, well we got a lot to talk about, so let's introduce everybody. I'm Gel. I am joined by Iroh. Uh huh.
1: I'm not dead yet. I'm still here. Still
0: with still with us. Joined
1: by G. You know, like, I had a bit and everything planned for the last podcast because it was happening on Mother's Day, and like, oh yeah. you know, we, we, we could have done like an anime, anime mom's bit and everything, but now we can't, yeah. it's ruined, I'm just gonna have to save it until next year.
0: You well, know, yes, if we're all still here next year, <laughs> uh, yeah. And, uh, for this episode... Motherhood just...
3: hasn't been cancelled by then! Uh,
0: mm. yes, as you heard, we're joined by Aqua.
3: Hey! Finally, the one thing this podcast needed—a uh, white dude talking about anime. Yes.
0: Um... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, like we said, a lot of good shows. I feel like my favorite show this season is whatever episode I last watched.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's a good place
1: to be. Like, it's a really good place to be. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I, I am legitimately at like. I was talking about this with Eero the other week. Like we're talking about, like, man, this is a really good season, you know. End of twenty twenty one is going to be interesting. May I remind you all, Beastars was this year. Yes. <laughs>
0: oh yeah, well, yeah there, there were good nice. shows last season too. Like, no, but, but I what mean, I
1: mean is that like yeah. we we're getting so lost in the how competition good is. is so the tough. The competition yeah. at the end of this year is going to be so fucking white hot that like.
3: La- yeah, I was watching Fifty the other like the other day, and I was like, this show's not even going like if we're if we're like. If we don't watch out, the show's not even gonna crack the top ten at the end of the year. Like
0: I, I think it'll make the top ten. Oh, I, don't know. I, <laughs> I, mean, I, I I hope will. so. <laughs> but you know, in lesser seasons it the, probably would have been pretty the high.
1: The it invaded <laughs> voting block will make sure Vivi gets <laughs> into the top ten.
0: Well
4: speaking of Vivi, uh... Brilliant
1: Detective, uh... <laughs> I do
4: find yeah. it a bit
3: weird how you keep comparing that show to It Invaded and not to Grand Belm, because I feel like Grand Belm is the much closer competitor. <laughs>
4: oh, I don't I mean, know. I think uh, Grand Belm was a lot dumber. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: I, You're saying it invaded is not dumb. Oh no, no, no! It invaded is very dumb. It just, just like Vivi sometimes, and it's perfect. <laughs>
2: yeah. All right.
0: Sure. Well, let's 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 talk about Vivi. So we should start just roll right into Vivi. it, kick oh, things boy. off. <laughs> a lot has happened since we last talked. Uh, we wrapped up the uh, the floating factory arc uh-huh. with a fantastic final episode. Um. Some just absolutely if we're talking about <laughs> stupid but amazing things <laughs> happening like uh like we're Matsumoto jet that bike. Matsumoto jet so, bike uh
1: I, I actually it's a shame that, you know, we have to get through so much, but I really actually do want to give Metal Float its proper due, because I do think that like it is maybe like again, I don't I don't know what our like top anime list is gonna look like at the end of the year, but if we're talking about like single like best episode of Mm. the season i think the finale of metal float might be up there just in terms of i think it's a it's an unbelievably strong encapsulation of what makes vivi work so well i i think for a lot of us mm. um, yeah, you know so so as a quick recap because it's literally been three weeks um Uh, uh, Vivi and Matsumoto were tasked with infiltrating, (laughs) infiltrating Metal Float, the (laughs) autonomous AI factory, uh, built, uh, in the ocean, uh, and, and destroying it, right? Uh, stopping them from manufacturing AIs. And, um, this episode, the last episode, we discover that, uh, Metal Float, uh, to run Metal Float and to ensure that its parameters would stay within, like, the the definitions of what the AIs, you know, are programmed to do in, in serving humanity, uh, they it turns out that they picked uh, Grace, the doctor's uh, robo-wife, to become yep. the, like,
2: His robo-mom foundation. Mom wife.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah, so and then we find out there's, like, a little bit of an Oedipal O60- o- complex there, because it turns yeah. out that... Um, uh, the doctor met his future wife as a child. There's a,
3: you know, there's... She, some... was, she was the nurse who helped him get born, right? Yeah, or, 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 like... Or
1: like
4: he,
3: She
0: tried, he she tried to take care of him little. when his parents presumably died, right? right. Yeah, yes. yeah.
1: And yeah. so there's some there's some weird stuff going on there, but, like...
0: Well, like, that was a great scene in itself. We don't have time to get into it, but, like... Yeah.
2: Continue.
1: The reveal of it, though, yeah. And and so, yeah, so we find out that, yes, like, basically, they're using Grace as, like, the the bedrock of building Metal Float's, like, protocol, right? Mother Brain. She's like the boss AI, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah, The Mother Brain is a good way to put it. Right. And, as we know, because of the Estelle arc, uh, you cannot transfer AIs across bodies. Their consciousnesses are not kept. They are lost in the transfer. But... There's this really, like, wonderful conflict with the Doctor, right? Where, like, he is trying to convince Vivi. Like, no, see? She still sings the song. Look at the look right. at the little worker AIs. They it's copy been, her mannerisms. It's like has been playing all along. She's calling for help. Right. And, and, like, you, the viewer, are, like, are maybe even, like, Vivi caught in a weird place where you're not actually sure, like, is there some part of her still left in there? Or is this more, like... The more horrific realization of, like, something is puppeting her corpse and saying the lines, you know? It's, it's... And I I think, I think that conflict is really interesting because, like, I I think that there are actually multiple ways you can approach it, right? I mean, even, even Matsumoto's, like, statement to Vivi almost feels a little bit, like, gaslighting. In the sense that, like, Vivi was, like, genuinely unsure about what to make of Grace's situation until Matsumoto kind of, kind of pushes her in a certain direction and... I, I don't know. I, I think I think it's like it, it makes for a really fascinating. Um, it this a really, makes it, it
4: was a really good, like ambiguous situation.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like there's not really a fun, clean, good answer to it, right? And it kind of culminates in. Uh, Vivi finding yet another loophole in how to like get around (laughs) the AIs only have one mission rule and that is what if an AI had two (laughs) explicitly distinct disassociated personalities each with their own separate mission right so like Vivi declares like Diva's desire is to bring make the world smile with her singing Vivi's desire (laughs) however is to destroy the AI and save mankind (laughs) Oh it's, man! And it's, then,
0: uh, and then her brain explodes. But
2: uh, well,
1: yeah, yeah. Like we get this great moment, right? The song, the opening uh-huh. starts playing. She's riding her fucking Matsumoto jet bike. Fucking, it's 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 uh, it, it makes for a great like visual spectacle. And uh, at the end of that episode, the the end of episode, right. the end of Metal Float, I think is like in an episode <clears throat> that I I think already had is is a great episode is maybe, like, one of my personal favorite, like, fucking two minutes of an anime in a, in a pretty long time. <laughs> Just, uh, when, uh, when Vivi confronts the Doctor at the mm-hmm. end of...
4: Yeah. The whole you get Metal the, flow you thing. get thing. You get the great... You get the great image of the... I have both the blood of AIs
1: and the blood of man on my hands. Right, right. So, like, spoilers, but yes, the Doctor, uh, kills himself after telling, like, Vivi like very very pointedly pointedly like you know how your mission is your mission to to you to, to to bring smiles to people through your singing and how that is like the thing that drives you and you could not exist without it that was grace for me and it it's a really like it's a really strong sticking point i i, I think that and again, right, like, like you see the blood of, like, right, the blue AI blood on one hand mm-hmm. from when Vivi punched and ripped out Grace's <laughs> heart, and and the blood from the doctor oh. on her other hand, and just, like, yeah, just, like, watching Vivi just, like, shut down from, like, the horror of the realization, like, just, like, the the complete, like, conflict between conflict of the laws that she has set up for herself as a result of like trying to like create her two distinct personalities and i think it's stuff like that that has me like maybe almost hyperbolically stating that i don't think since the likes of Nier automata have i like (laughs) engaged with a story that has done as many fun and interesting and occasionally tragic things as as vivi or, or right
4: with like AI,
1: yeah, in this yeah. specific realm too. Right, like, right, specifically in the yeah. realm of like AI and like you know personhood and like, man. <laughs> right.
2: Uh, yeah,
1: and then and we then get then the we uh... switch. We we go forty <laughs> years later. <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: So yeah, <laughs> we 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 have the, our biggest. T- this is like our biggest time skip yet, right? Right. Yeah. And and we again, I just love this it's format just, of like just... having to backfill what happened. Uh, right, we, cause, because cause they always leave you like on some real dramatic moment, and then they kind of skip you into some pretty mundane, right? Like whatever and then scenario. We and end up I, with I love
4: smug diva. Right. Yeah
0: what i what I love in this in this um, arc, starting off like, uh, you know, we skip ahead and we find out that, you know, Vivi rebooted and lost all her memories as Vivi mm-hmm. and right, you know, she then pre- spent another to, forty
4: years as diva. Yes,
0: right, but not live only a on Diva, as diva but specifically very, like a
1: new Diva, right. like right. And I, and I, I love idealized Diva in a ways.
0: I love the I love how you know, we as the audience have spent more time with Vivi, but technically this version of Diva has existed way longer than Vivi did.
2: Yes.
3: <laughs> yes, yes. And like uh, I mean, they do portray very nicely how she has become like a fully fledged personality. In those forty years, because she's all of a sudden she's picked up like catchphrases and and weird and right. mannerisms. Yeah, yeah. She every has mannerisms. And, like she... every
4: time she says her catchphrase, then she, then it's like also a callback to earlier <laughs> arcs. She's, like it's like this is my pet theory, and then it's something that Estella told her. <laughs> yeah, right. like I think
1: I think that's like one of the like really neat bits of characterization there, and they kind of show it subtly throughout that the first episode of this new arc of like. Diva is clearly very self-assured of her new place in society. You know, she mm-hmm. is like, she has sort of become like this sort of like weird AI mega pop mega right, like, idol. Like yeah. like, 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 it, like if Miku became Beyonce, like just like <laughs> the, Diva, basically.
2: Right? Yeah, Diva.
1: She is the el- like she is the elder spokesman of the AI songstress world. Right? Like everybody either wants right. to be her or with her. You know, like she is. You know, she fucking is the queen closing of the act universe. on
4: the like. <laughs> mega music festival yeah. Right. for, for AI human relations. Like. Right,
1: and like, and yet despite all of that, you can kind of tell every now and then, like, there is a bit of, like, unsureness in her, a bit of malaise, because like, deep down she knows that she doesn't actually have perfect recall of her whole life, right? Like, just, there right. are bits and pieces missing, and she doesn't exactly know why she believes certain things she does, right? Like, when she is echoing Estella's, you know, sentiments about, you know, what it means to put your heart into something or whatever. Yeah. And you know, it all kind of comes to a head, right, when suddenly we mm-hmm. see a very uh yeah. young looking version of Kakatani, the Toek terrorist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, who should be like seventy at this point, but is instead uh <laughs> Right.
0: Probably older than that. Right. Looking but... pretty
1: spry for a for a seventy yeah. year old. <laughs> or eighty year old or even and right. um still no still no
4: indications what the deal with that guy is right like, we don't eat right was, we, we are now we're two episodes to this arc and yeah I was convinced like halfway through episode eight that like he's some like AI go. there's he's some mm-hmm. like you know ghost of a memory in yeah in Diva yeah. systems and then no he physically interacts with the world No, he's I'm definitely like, well real. All right. yeah. so, so I have
1: I have the theory that okay uh, Kakatani. Uh, uh, hates AIs so much he put himself into an Android body <laughs> so he oh, yeah, could that's... live forever to continue hunting AIs.
0: That that's good. That's a good one. I would like that more than some kind of because I don't I don't think this show would go full time travel because like no, I mean no, technically no, no. Technically no the only the only time, time travel we've done way, is but, the yeah yeah or Matsumoto technically time travel yes. in a way but um I don't I don't think they would go full like people time traveling um. So, yeah, that, that, that's, a, that's a good theory. But let, let, let's get to the uh, the good bit here. Ah, the Ophelia. Here, with Ophelia. The, the very subtly named Ophelia, uh, <laughs> who is, uh, you know, one of the up-and-coming singing AIs.
4: Uh-huh, she's your cute clumsy idol. We programmed clumsiness one. and depression right. into this Wait, robot. we... we
1: <laughs> there's some real, like, fucked up... Okay, so we built this robot to be clumsy and insecure about herself, and it's like... I don't know how I feel about that, but... <laughs>
0: it's some, we, some kind of ethical violation also going on. we put her there. in this,
4: like, wacky Objects Find dress that's see-through. <laughs> it's a lot... Yeah,
0: so there's so, lots to go through there. So, the
1: show won't be going through.
0: So the big history-changing event here is supposed to be Ophelia killing herself,
1: right? Yeah. that Ophelia is the first AI that decides to self-terminate, and even though the AIs aren't running on exactly the three laws that we're familiar with, you know, uh, uh, mm-hmm. they they are kind of they they're the, yeah. the idea is that their one single mission should yeah. almost always prevent them from self determination right? Because self-termination would would mean the you know the prevent them from completing their mission so
3: like i'm pretty sure that at this point like the three laws of robotic robotics are are, as they are known in the sci-fi fandom are sort of assumed knowledge right like that those are the tropes that this show is playing is operating
1: on for sure and so yeah there's like a definitely a little so initially there's kind of the interesting ai mystery of like what drives an ai to kill themselves right and like Mm -hmm. There's a lot of fun speculation, especially with the introduction of Antonio, the partner she alluded to, uh, right. in the first episode of this arc, that is no longer with them, tragically. Uh-huh. And we meet Antonio, his dead body resting in a field of flowers, which is like very <laughs> like again, that is like that's not the most fucking near automata ass shit you've ever seen. <laughs> like But um
0: Right, so they, they build you up thinking, Oh, well maybe because, you know, she lost her partner right. and all that. And, and like Matt's right. depression.
4: And like Matsumoto says like Right, that's what humans like were willing to empathize with regarding AI and that was that was like their call for more AI rights, et cetera. Because look, they're capable of feeling sorrow at their at their loved ones dying et right. cetera. Uh, and
0: uh then they then they drop the big twist on it. Then us. they
1: drop the big bomb in the last five this minutes. The show. Man. It's, it's, amazing like, how, like, it's amazing how the first part like the, the the first half of the of the latest episode is like mostly still just like D.Va wrangling with like the nature of her past, and then like the right. second half is when immediately just everything falls apart.
0: Yeah. And I have to say the show consistently know. has delivered some pretty great some like episode-ending cliffhanger hang-
1: this oh, year. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's... And oh, yeah, th- man.
0: This, this, one, this one was just nuts with, like... Yeah. <laughs> uh. Ophelia's sw- swapping personalities. All, all right, so
1: are we just going to talk about the o- Ophelia Antonio gestalt? Like, is that... <laughs> should we just get into it? Yeah, if we're going to uh.
0: draw some more near parallels, there's like... definitely a bit of the, uh... <laughs> soul replacing uh, the other soul yeah, in yeah so or whatever, i think this right? is
1: actually super duper interesting now because now that because apparently this was not known in the official history right this is a reveal right. to both vivi and matsumoto or, or diva right. I guess it's still D- diva at this point right and suddenly this becomes a much more interesting question right because the implications here are that antonio you know Again, he he basically killed Ophelia, right? Assuming that right. Ophelia, as we know, it is no longer there, right? Like like Elizabeth, uh, her ego has been destroyed by Antonio taking over.
3: The so, interesting thing though, G, if like how w- how would Antonio be able to take over when we have already established that the transfer of a AI mind to a new body erases the mind of the AI? Right,
1: and so that's what I think is really yeah. fascinating. Is like, how did this happen? Not only how did this happen, but are we even correct that Antonio possessed Ophelia? Is it some, like... Or maybe they actually are a genuine gestalt, right? Like, maybe they are actually a legitimate combination of the two, right? Or maybe it
3: is Ophelia thinking that she is Antonio. Right, like, has Ophelia disassociated
1: an Antonio personality? Because we have clearly shown... You know, we are shown that Diva could do the (laughs) same... I mean, this is what I love about Vivi, right? Is that because of the (laughs) ways they have shown how the rules work in this setting it gives us this whole smorgasbord of ways in which we could choose to interpret and speculate about it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But also like, so if that means that this Antonio Ophelia just all kill themselves, even in the original timeline, right? Like, and if we were to take the Ophelia that is speaking to us in these two episodes at (laughs) her face value of like, she is trying to discover the meaning of her singing. Right. Like, does that mean that was a thing that even bothered Antonio? Right. And like, Right,
4: cause because in the, flash, f- in the flashback, Antonio is like, "Your singing's great, but like these people don't appreciate it, and we need to like come up with a way for you to become more appreciated." Ooh, so, right?
3: How about what if, what if Antonio, in the original timeline, also took over Ophelia and right. had her kill herself to become famous, to become like a legend? It's
4: possible.
1: That,
3: that that could be an interesting. Like, I, cause, yeah. So
4: I see no reason. If in the original timeline, like, I see no reason that uh, it wouldn't have still been Antonio uh,
1: who had to feel his life.
4: Right, because uh,
2: right.
1: I, I think that, that part that... is definitely in stone. The thing, the thing I think is more interesting is what are the motivations, right? Because uh, one, one possible speculation that I arrived at is, oh, was Antonio, like, the, like, logical conclusion of the very overbearing patriarchal producer who's, <laughs> like... Who's basically just like, ah, if my client can't do it, then I'll just do it myself, right? Like, how hard could it be, right? I just need her voice, you know? Right. Like, I'm just going to jump and take her body, use her voice combined with my, you know, producing knowledge, and turn her <laughs> into a star. But then, clearly, that didn't work, at least not initially. Because they make it very clear that the few years after Antonio's quote-unquote passing, Ophelia's career went through something of a slump. And then, is Antonio's actual desire to self-terminate is because he is frustrated that his plan actually did not work, right? Like, he thought, oh, simple, I'll take over her body, and I'll do the singing for her, and I'll be a fucking pop star, right? And clearly, that is not actually how singing works, right? Like, (laughs) D.Va very much makes it clear that, like, there is no formula to becoming a
3: world-famous pop star, like... (laughs) Right, right. That sounds like something a world-famous pop star would say. <laughs> fair <laughs> enough, fair except enough. Like,
4: except, like, Ophelia is doing really well. Like, I mean, she career. is one of
3: the 13 best, like, right. the 12 Which is best.
2: Why so. But clearly I'm she's curious.
3: dissatisfied, right? Like, yeah, yeah. She,
1: every time right. we see her sing, right? Remember, like, in, in the earlier episode, we always see that kind of look of, like... That little grimace taste, on her yeah. face, right, <laughs> after every time she sang. So clearly there is something about... It looks stiff in- and awkward,
3: and it's not the animation, for once. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, there's definitely something Antonio is dissatisfied with about the situation that drives him to kill himself, and... Or, them again, it's hard to tell uh, yeah. how much of ah, Ophelia ah. is in there. Um, right. And, man, just the show, man. It's like, like... Because <laughs> I think we, we were all going at the end of Metal Float. Like, how the fuck do you escalate from Metal Float, right? Like, Metal Float is, like, basically the penultimate level of Near Automata, right? Some real <laughs> Become His Gods shit. And Great. it's like, how do you even step down from that? And in a way, it's going more personal with this Ophelia subplot, I think. And, and you know, again, with, like, Kakatani out there, like,
4: uh, Young Somehow, for some reason. Yeah. There's, there's, just, there's just, like, so right. much shit going Plus on then here. The like, ending was, like, his
1: Yeah, his backstory. Has... Right, like, Ugh, he was like, saved oh by his piano teacher. And, like, there's even the implication at the very end that, like, is Matsumoto becoming outdated? Because, yes. like, as time goes on, like, people are able to hack him. Like, he right, used to be, right, like, right. there's a really interesting power dynamic there where at the very beginning of the timeline, He like, was, Matsumoto, like, by
4: far the most advanced AI.
1: And, like, life. now he's yeah. kind of old fucking news, right? Like, yeah, right. Like Yeah,
0: he's he's a lot more, like, on his heels in these episodes. Yeah.
1: It's, like, it's a lot
4: of fun to see Matsumoto be like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I I mean I've been hacked. The footage just
3: been hacked, and it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> the rule, re- the role reversal works very good because this time we've got Diva assessing him around, yes. and like, and like, her being the more, sort of, ex- because she has been around for forty years, she knows a lot more about the situation she's in than he is because he comes from a completely different timeline. Right. So it's very interesting her to her see accumulated life
0: experiences a lot more than his now at
3: this yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Oh, this just, this a, show, this show's times. great. What a good anime, God damn it! <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> might I remind had... you? Might I remind you that this show was written by the guy who wrote Re Zero? Look, we, I, I went back hey. and listened
1: to what we said in the preview podcast. We, we definitely were, <laughs> you know, no point in lying. We were all skeptical of this show. Like, Cred- for sure. Credit where credit's
4: due. We were right, all but, skeptical uh... of Akadama Drive being the uh, Nyan yeah. guy.
3: So. Yeah. New 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 Glorio law. Like a new original anime made by someone who was involved in RE Zero will be good. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean we uh, also, what, South Pole. Alright, right. we anyway. we gotta
4: move on, but
0: yeah. all right. we do, there's just so many uh, we, we we got our predictions on paper, but it's true. or on recording, whatever you want to call it. Or at least um, something
3: resembling it. <laughs>
0: tape. On tape. Alright, let's let's move on. Uh-huh, no uh huh, no man. Nomad. Megalobox box to nomad. Two. What what's been going on since we last uh, left off of that?
4: Joe is making a comeback, kind of, sort of. Uh,
1: Joe, okay, what, had oh a hand. Where do we leave off, shit? Joe had a hard life. Um. Here's the thing. I was checking we didn't even get into the surgery stuff yet last time we talked. Right, so we okay. have to we have to wind this clock back a fair bit. But long story short, uh after after saving the immigrants and 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 befriending uh-huh. Chief and like getting his shit back together, Joe basically came to the realization that regardless of how he's received, he had to return back to the people he abandoned and, you know, yep. Reconcile or at least attempt to. And so he does. He goes back. Yeah. He and meets we get, with the, we get the like fl-
4: flashback episode that show is at, like as he
1: returns to meet with everybody we get the flashbacks of like what exactly happened right and it's tragic man it's it's uh it's it's joe really fucked up but in <laughs> ways that like feel like very real so uh,
0: th- this is with, like the old crew from season one
1: yeah. yeah yeah so he's like meeting up with like the orphan kids that like he befriended that in are now one. mouthy tweens yeah who are yeah. are drinking beer and... <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, kind of a classic tale, right? Like, after after the big win at Megalonia, Nanbu and Joe built their own boxing gym, you know, training other up-and-coming Megalo boxers and, you know, just finding peace in their lives in a post like, yeah, you know, Joe got to fight his way out of everything world. Until Nanbu comes down with a terminal case of cancer. And, you know, they're uh-huh. informed that he doesn't have long to live... And there is no treatment, not even in this fucking cyberpunk future world. And that, at best, there's a very expensive procedure that they can go through that'll... Extend you know, his by, life, yeah. Extend his life by maybe another six months. And Nanbu doesn't want anything of it. You know, uh, Joe's coach. He's like... You know, uh, Joe and Nanbu are, to each other, the closest they have... Each of them has to a family member. Like, you know, and... Nanbu's done fighting, like he doesn't want to do this anymore, right? He he wants to he wants to retire, he wants to spend his final days with his loved ones and his family, you know, just like he's he's basically telling Joe, like, look, kid, like, we had a good run, you know, we fought our way to the top, we beat the best, we proved the world wrong about us. Let's just be a family. Right. And Joe can't cope with it. He can't come to terms with the mortality of the closest thing he has to a father. And so he starts using boxing as an escape. He, right. uh, In the background, they keep talking about how Yuri's, uh, Yuri, his big rival from uh, Season 1, has a new protege uh, named Edwin Liu who is kind of the next big up-and-comer and they want to have an exhibition match with Joe. And if Joe right. wins, he could get the money to afford the surgery. But Joe's been out of practice for like two, three years. Right. He, he's been a coach, but he hasn't been fighting. And so if he were to like put up a fight he would need to go really hard in the training like 24-7 which would mean not spending a lot of time with the now bedridden uh, right, Nan- right. It's right, like right.
4: Nanbu's like you don't need to do this Joe I'm okay with like just enjoying and- our time together and the kids also are kind of like that but are kids and they're heartbroken over Nambu dying right and so Joe is like I need to do this to extend his life for the
1: i Well, do it for the kids. When he's really doing it for himself. And, right, right, right. And so he sequesters himself in his training. He stops visiting Nanbu. Like, mm-hmm. in, in many ways, it, it's very obvious that like Joe is trying to cope, right? Because all Joe's life, he has managed to, you know, <laughs> punch his way out of life's problems, right? Like, like, boxing is how he fixed things in his life, and it's all he knows, and so... He, he throws himself into it, right? He he obsesses over it again. And, you know, this whole time, we kind of just watch Nanbu waste away. And, again, all Nanbu wants to do is just see Joe. And it's... It's pretty hard to watch. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to lie. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty hard. Like, because, you, you you know, because it's a flashback, you, you know where it's all going, right? It's, right, it's a car right. crash in slow motion. Right. And so, like joe start you know he's trained himself for the big fight and of course because this is this kind of show day of the big fight nanbu goes critical right like his his he takes a real turn for the worse like and yep. joe is just like so out of it because he has now realized it, 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 the realization hits him all at once like right In like in round one in ra- like <laughs> like as soon as he fucking steps to the ring he realizes this was all for nothing like, he wasted all the time he could have spent with Nanbu, all for this one long-shot chance that really never had a chance to begin with. Like, Nanbu right. is dying in the middle of this match, and so even, it doesn't even matter anymore. It doesn't matter if he wins. Like, right? it's already too late. So it goes and, down
4: in round two, like...
1: Yeah, like, it, pretty badly. It's it's basic, It's barely a fight. Uh, Joe is a very sore loser about it. He makes a real fucking... <laughs> Bad yeah. showing at the end of that match. Just in general, he just... You know, he self-destructs. He he right. stomps on every little bit of, like, reputation and pride he has left at that point. And... Yep. At that lowest moment, like, at that lowest moment, Sachio, uh, one of the orphan kids, and and sort of like a, a just, you know... He's a kid, all right? I, to, to, bring, to, to, to to remind you, this kid is like 10 kid, years old. Yeah. Like, right. lashes out at Joan and says, like, get the fuck out of our lives. And... Right. That was the last they heard of Joe until now, and it's, so, like, you know... So it's, now he's got to clean all
0: that up. <laughs> yeah,
1: and, and, like, the kids are not that forgiving, right? Because, like... Right. It's, like, you abandoned us when... Like he, Joe was the only other adult figure in, at, in that family. It was Nambu, then Joe, and then a bunch of orphans between the ages of, like, 8 to 12. And he, right. like, abandoned them. And they are rightfully kind of resentful. Yeah. Like, some of the, like a lot of them don't even, like, mind that, li- like... Or at least at this point, they're like, Joe, we don't even care that, like, you took that match. We don't even care that, like, you, you left Nanbu to die alone. Like, what's done is done there. But, like, you shouldn't have left us. Right. <laughs> you know? We were children. Right. And most of them do not forgive him. Right. And this all culminates... In a really great moment, where uh, one of the kids has managed to like earn enough money to own his own restaurant, and he gets trashed by a bunch of you know Hooligans, generically yeah. yakuza looking goons who steal like the deed to the land, and Joe shows up and he's like, "I want that deed back." And uh-huh. at first, you think, "Oh, okay, he's gonna like win a boxing this match is, to get the and land this is back, back." Right? At his
4: like at the the same like underground ring he was fighting at at the beginning of.
1: season season one right and and man remind you one of joe's core character principles is that he doesn't throw matches he never rigs fights he believes that should he win or lose it should be on his terms and so he jumps into the ring and everyone's like ah it's time the return of gearless joe the debut right you're all thinking and they're very clearly trying to say this was ah like this is how joe's gonna win back the kids love is he's gonna win this boxing match get the deed back and save the day right he doesn't joe gets pounded to dirt in like the (laughs) third round and, yep. at the end, it turns out he did get the deed back, because the deal he made was yeah, not, I'm going to win fl- the yeah. match throw and get the, the fight deed get back. back. Uh, he so willingly throws a fight to help the people around him. And... <laughs> he learned the lesson from Chief. It's It's a really wonderful character-building moment. It's like... You don't feel good about it because, you know, you yeah, got the it, fucking it, dirt beat out of him, but it's, like, a really wonderful character-defining moment that really actually it, does show how much he's grown.
0: It feels like the whole message of this, both, like, throughout, even going back to season one, has been, like, life is bigger than boxing, right? Like, there are, you know, mm-hmm. there's more to it than, you know, going and dying in the ring. It's almost like the counterpoint to the original series based off of Oh, one, totally, right?
2: like, yeah.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That, you know... Yeah, at the end of the day, it's just a sport or whatever, right? Like, what's more important is like the people in your life and everything, right? So, yeah, that's that's a real interesting, they're really they're real fascinating such interesting twist stuff
1: with this sequel. I I really love it. Right, and, and I'm like, I I have heard that like a lot of
4: the season one did get a fair amount of criticism for not hewing close enough to tosh to know Joe, where he totally dies at the end. So. It's and I'm glad see, it's I'm... good
1: to see the sequel like doubling down on Yeah, they're sticking to their guns on what they think is like an interesting like what sh- what what a what a sequel to or a spiritual sequel to Ashita no Joe should be. It's it's really fascinating. And uh yeah, just quick shout outs the most recent episode has Joe meeting with like Yuri and you know some of the like some other people in his life. And there's an interesting contrast because when he meets with his rivals, they're a lot more welcoming to him and it makes sense right because like in a weird ways, they were more distant, right? They were more like professional partners, right? So, right for them, the the sting was not as much. So they're just right. happy to see Joe back and like not fucking dead in a gutter, and right. you know, uh, Joe uh, uh, spars with Edwin Liu, the guy who beat him, you know, a few years ago, and like. It's kind of fun because it's like there's no like hard feelings, there's no bitterness in it, right? It's just right. Uh, it, it, I, we were I was so ready for this new Edwin Liu guy to be the typical like arrogant young rival punk, but he's actually like a pretty chill guy, and he's just like, look, man, like I know I didn't fight you at your best. Maybe we'll never fight in the ring officially ever again, but like, please give me a chance to fight you for real. I just mm-hmm. I want to feel the fists of Gearless <laughs> Joe, you know. And, <laughs> What happens next is, like, maybe the best animated 30 minutes of hand-to-hand fighting I've seen in, little, yeah. like, oh, it's good boxing. It's good boxing, dude. It's, <laughs> it's pretty good. Oh, it's mm, chef's kiss. Like, it's just this little sparring match, no other witnesses but Yuri and a couple of kids watching, you know, from, from the window. Just beautiful boxing happening here. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs>
0: Uh, it's good. They uh, good to hear they can still step that up when they need. Oh, to. Oh yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah.
1: If, if they're saving their budget this season because they have a lot more like downtime and talking, then they're bringing it out when it truly matters. So. Yeah. Uh, All good right. Sequel, man. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's that. I, 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 it's encouraging to hear that again. They're doing something. They're doing their own thing with it, and they're they're justifying the sequel, right? Uh, but yeah. We gotta keep moving. Uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's keep moving and uh, I, I, let's talk about Super Cub. This show's great. I love it. It's getting better every week. Are um, you
1: uh, are you already, are you are you paging through Honda catalogs yet, Jill?
0: <laughs> oh yeah, totally. It, it's it's totally working. Um, <laughs> I, I want to get a small motorcycle and ride across uh, the, the Japanese countryside. Um, <laughs>
1: As someone who has always wanted a small motorcycle since the days of Fully Cooly, I think the reality of living mm. in California was the like greatest like reality right, check yeah. to those dreams. Yeah.
0: If you want to go sit in traffic on your small motorcycle, right? Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> no, no. Yeah. I've, I've always kind of wanted one too. And this is just sparking that, but uh, no. Yeah. I, I think it's great because like they're, they're doing some nice character work on top of the slice of life stuff. Um, the it, right right now, I think there's going to be a third girl at some point, although as of halfway through the show, it's only been the two girls and, um, you know, kind of watching the main girl develop from, uh, you know, where she was in the beginning of the show to where she's kind of gaining some confidence and actually having fun in her life by, you know, riding the motorcycle uh, has been pretty neat to watch, but um, they did something cool with uh, episodes four and five where they, they split the girls up for the, the summer vacation episodes Hmm. and they kind of showed one episode, what one girl was doing. And then they swapped over to the perspective of, of her friend in one of the episodes, which was like totally different. And it was pretty cool. She like, (laughs) for some reason she was like determined to um, climb Mount Fuji with her, with her cub. Okay. With, and, uh, which which is technically illegal now, but she got <laughs> she she takes this like super hard job like hauling freight or something, which I can't believe they gave this job to a sixteen year old girl but <laughs> uh, and and, and it, it basically kind of legally gives her a reason that she can ride up the mountain
4: uh, of course yeah. and
0: and like the whole tone of the the whole tone of the show changes because like she's a very different person than the other girl. And it's like much more like intense and like, you know, she's trying to ride up the mountain as they're playing, like, you know, this, like, intense butt rock track. <laughs> okay, yeah. okay. And, uh, you know, she, she's, just, she's just getting her ass kicked. Like, she keeps wiping out, and, like, then, you know, she starts getting higher, and she, like, can't breathe because of the altitude and all that. And you're like, you know, why why uh, why why is, she, why is she even doing this? Uh, other than, you know, she just enjoys it or whatever. But uh, And she's like, you know, I told my friend that we could, that the Super Cub could take her anywhere, and I'm going to prove <laughs> it. And 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 then she breaks her bike and can't ride anymore. But, you know, it was all about the, end of the journey and not the destination and whatnot. Of course. And she's satisfied. And so she tells her she tells so they, they meet up later and she's like telling her about it and she's like, Yeah, that's a really like that was a really dumb and reckless thing to do, with the other girl <laughs> I was like telling her, right? <laughs> so uh the next episode, they're uh like through various circumstances, the the main girl now has to ride a pretty long distance which includes going by the base of mount fuji and uh like there's this moment where she like looks at the mountain like she suddenly just gets it like she understands (laughs) and so she like tries to climb it a little bit herself sure and then uh you know after a while she kind of stops and she just looks up and she's like well i'll let you off today and then she goes (laughs) on her way and i'm like okay that that's pretty good (laughs) but like but like the 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 person she was in episode one versus that in episode six was like, you can see the character progression. and it's pretty great. Well, that's cool. Um, plus her so, friend, her friend, I think is going to be a dark horse for uh, best girl of the year. She's pretty great. <laughs> um, so, but
3: so something that I wanted to ask about this show Joe, is that like, whenever you talk about it, it reminds me a lot of another show that's very popular. And I wanted to see if like, how does this compare to laid back camp at all?
0: Yeah, I, I did make that comparison when it started, and I think there are some parallels to draw there. Um, particularly, one of the things I actually liked a lot about layback Camp* is the fact that the characters are not like, like once the group is formed, they're not like always together all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, like
3: they're... that's that's particularly was a thing I I, I pointed out like the, how they split up the cast and yeah, focus so a lot on did... the characters on their own.
0: Right, it's not just like like sometimes they're together and then sometimes they're off doing their own thing. And yes, that is that is kind of similar to what they do in laid back camp. Um, I kind of like this better. It's a little more, um, for me anyway. It's like a little more down to earth, mm-hmm. whereas yes. laid back camp still has a pretty heavy injection of like cute anime girls yeah, with pink yeah. hair.
3: There is less like less of a. Obligatory attempt to be like a four coma comedy kind of thing. Yes,
0: there's there's like zero attempt here. It's all very Mm. like kind of serious and grounded. Despite the
3: high school girl focus. (laughs)
0: Right, right. But like everybody has normal hair color and all that. Like it's. Mm -hmm. I know this is
1: like probably. We don't have time for this kind of tangent, but like. What is it about product placement in japanese properties that always works and feels <laughs> okay to me whereas like product placement in western works always feels like insidious and gross like I think about like Calorie Mate and Metal Gear Solid Three, where like Big Boss is just fucking unironically looking into the camera <laughs> and talking about how great Calorie Mate is, uh, or like Cup this Noodle with the... and
0: Final Fantasy fifteen, oh,
1: right? Or like, uh, or like you, you talking right? Or like you talking about like the motorcycles, and it's like, is it is it because of the blatantness that like we almost don't mind it because it's so like
3: fucking obvious, or like what right? I think they're not a... they're not
0: trying to fool us with it, right? Like it's <laughs> I think it's yeah. a combination.
3: Well, of being blatant, the fact that the brands being promoted are like weird and exotic as opposed to like the same like capitalist bullshit you get shoved down your throat every day. like oh, Except you're stuck you literally coma, just
1: said it's Pizza Hut. Right, yeah, is, I yeah. guess Pizza Hut.
3: But is Pizza Hut. like Pizza Hut is like. Pizza Hut and Code Gia's is like a meme. I don't think it counts uh, yeah, yeah, forever. Fine. Whatever you're talking about.
2: But, man. Yeah,
0: well, in this case, the product is actually integral to the show itself. <laughs> I know,
1: I know, yeah. Like I'm not saying yes. I'm not saying it's like I'm not saying it's just shoved in there as like a as a cheap marketing thing. But it's more like Oh no it I is. Know, why does it there's... work? Why does it work so well in I so mean, many yeah. like Japanese properties in a way that I don't like instantly like turn away from
3: It's because what you talked about last time, you know, the supercut is a super cup is more than a product. You know, it is an iconic something that has its own history and that as such deserves to have sort of like this homage this love letter like it is it is as if we would make a show about the vespa you know right and then it's more than just product placement you know the, the vespa there, is like an iconic thing that represents a certain it's lifestyle. a culture thing. Yeah, there, yeah there was
0: there was one bit where the main girl is having her inner monologue about her new friend and she's like I don't know if we're friends, but we're both cub owners, and maybe that's even stronger
3: or something like this. <laughs> that, is, that is some, like, Harley-Davidson bike or uh, something. Like... <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure
1: I've read PR copy from Harley-Davidson that is basically along those lines.
0: Yeah, so. Anyway, that show's great. Um, it's continuing to surprise me in, in how good it is. Uh, you know, I was expecting to drop it after the first episode, and for whatever reason, I decided to <laughs> give it another one. No, it, it's, just...
1: it generally sounds all right. Like, if this season weren't so busy as it is, I'd, I'd almost want to try to find the time to maybe check it out. Yeah, but... right.
0: There's a lot going on, are not
1: though, watching, so...
4: God, there's so many more shows on this list.
0: Yeah, let's keep going. Let's talk about 86, 86. Uh,
1: 86. <sighs> Talking about 86, the anime 86, in episode 86, 86. 86 of the Glorio Chat. <laughs> God, yes. Fuck me. Good call. God damn it. Uh, 86, 86, 86. is uh, all the way down. Maybe that
0: should be the title of this episode.
1: Oh, man. God, oh, boy. The, the show
4: continues to not really go hard enough on. It anything continues it does. to not
1: really stick the landing, despite maybe its decent intentions. It continues yes. to just really fumble it at every every given step um, after so when, when
4: being called out for being a racist <laughs> last, last time right I mean that's after literally
1: being told to check her privilege yes. right
4: like uh, go ahead gel
1: well that's kind of where it was going
0: that's you know we left off right where it felt like they were going somewhere and it sounds like they did not no,
4: she, <laughs> she, she... so you see, she went and asked all of them what their names were, and so now everything's okay. Basically, yeah, right. like, she's so... not a racist. <laughs> she made some black friends. Wow.
3: So I,
0: think, I can't be racist. Is... I know black people. So,
4: I think yeah, I think that she that went to like one of
3: those places where black people go and met a couple Oof. of them, and now she's uh... not racist anymore.
1: <laughs> so I think the thing that is frustrating about the the the, the resolution of this conflict is that. It doesn't feel like it's really earned. And the the show itself shows ways in which it actually could have been tangibly earned. Right. And that is maybe what is like annoying to me. If they had is rearranged that... some of the events that would have worked Right, because better. like all all that really happens is that basically the the, the squatties call her out. Right. I mean they literally tell her to check her privilege, they do, like, hey, fuck you. Like all your like wokeness is is performative. You don't actually mean it. And all we really see is that she mopes for like 20 minutes and then Gives yet another very long winded apology, except this time she swears she wants to now learn their names and gets to know them. And like, so, so, really, all that happens, so, so, literally, what happens is that the squaddies call her out on all of her kind words being platitudes with no substance behind them, and so she fixes it with more platitudes with no substance behind them, but now, <laughs> so, for some reason. But now she,
4: like, she, but now she looks at the camera
1: and says, but I mean it this time.
4: Right, oh, like, so that's really.
3: So what you're saying is she got cancelled and then made an apology video? <laughs> right,
1: and, but, but this time she definitely means it. And the squatties just kind of accept it. Like, some of them are like, you're still a piece of shit, but I guess you're okay. And it's like, no, no, like, that's no. she didn't actually fix anything. And the annoying thing about this is that in the prior episode, she actually did go through the effort of, like, digging up, like, map terrain information from the archives that the 86 squatties didn't have access to. Right. And providing it to them. And that is, like, actual, real, tangible, like, evidence of goodwill that shows that she is, in fact, trying to help preserve the lives of her, of her, of the people under her command. Right. Except she does this before the Check Your privilege right. speech, speech. Yeah. And, th- and so, like... So it just doesn't play, like... Right. So it's almost like, if you had just done the map subplot after the call-out speech then not only is she giving her platitudes about how she's going to strive to be better, but if she had actually provided them with the takes, map information... taking steps. Like, right, that shows that she's taking actual, actionable, like, steps towards improving their situation. Right. And so, just purely down to the ordering, it <laughs> loses its teeth. And... No. It just feels like such a basic mistake to make.
0: I feel like the only acceptable path I would take from the show at this point is if she, like, flat out quits and joins their crew and they like fight the power like that's the only like
4: well pathway that would interest right. me well this, Gell, this point. tell me about what you think about the pathway of changing gears and finding out that the evil drones are
1: actually people
0: oh did was that not a thing already <laughs>
1: It was a very obviously implied thing that they finally confirmed Uh in the driest, least interesting way possible. Because I
0: I just automatically assumed that if the good guy drones were people, then the bad guy drones were people.
1: Right, but like up till now, now, they didn't find bodies in the bad guy drones, so that lent some credence to like, oh, they must be AI controlled. However, we find out in the... Most boring way possible because again because um what's her name Alina the 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 commander yeah, girl is not actually there she you know she's literally basically tuned everything into has a to Skype be, call
4: everything has to be fucking narrated to her
1: right so like <laughs> it, it loses its ability to like actually strongly communicate a lot of the stuff so like basically the 86ers or uh, the, the commander of the 86ers explains to her oh yeah so like one time we found out that actually what the Legion are doing is they, like, harvest the brainwaves of, like, dead 86ers and incorporates their knowledge into their, like, AI, like, algorithm matrix. And so that's why they're actually, like, growing stronger and smarter over time. And, like, you know, you know how your your military leadership is feeding you that line about how the AIs have, like, a time limit? That was the old generation. Thanks to, you know, because... Because they're cutting uh, off our brains... (laughs) They're like growing a whole new generation of like smarter, stronger, more powerful Legion. And this is not explained through visuals. We don't actually see them like popping open a cockpit and fighting some horrible like Tetsuo the Iron Man, like tech horror monstrosity. No, it's literally all just explained in dialogue, like from one character to the other with no visual accompaniment whatsoever. And it's just like. It's just—it's just like really. This is your big reveal. Right. This is how you
0: choose to do it. I feel like that would be an appropriate segue to the next show, but uh, we'll get to that. Um, hmm. So, I mean, I, I was giving my observation as someone who's only seen episode one. But what do you guys? Where do you guys think this show? Is
2: going well, at this point. Well so,
1: the main plot they've now hinted at is that the reason that the legions are so strong is because not, it, So they don't even that's the thing, because they explain it in dialogue, they don't even really break down how it works in a particularly satisfying way. Because they just say, Oh, they harvest the brain waves. Because right. like, of course, like Lena almost immediately says, like, well, what about the bodies? Like, well, you usually find the bodies attacked, but like you know, we can tell, like, I don't know, somehow they just, like, the Legion, like, scanned their brains like, and, like, but didn't yeah. need the body. Until they point out that, actually, there was, however, one case in which we found a headless corpse. And so, right. clearly, they this did, in fact, take... Chin or
4: whatever it goes and make sure to, like, shoot in the head anyone who's who is right. shot down. Like...
1: And the headless corpse was, of course, none other than the 86 commander's older brother, yes. who also rescued Lena during her childhood, oh, like God. 10, 15 years ago. So see, it all comes together full circle. <sighs> and so, like, yeah, the implication is that the 86 commander's brother is, like, the mother... Is, is the grace. Is the mother brain <laughs> controlling metal float that is generating the Legion that... Uh... <laughs> right and that they gotta defeat, they gotta find his head and destroy it for good,
2: and,
1: <sighs> yeah, it's like, and here's the thing, I'm not even opposed to a lot of this stuff, because, look, right. I love the Valkyria Chronicles games, and I'm never going to apply those games are, like, particularly <laughs> nuanced portrayals of anime military fiction, but, you know, it's just,
0: well, th- this show's like it's poking around in places right, and right. that are interesting that but it just doesn't have
1: the willingness to like fully commit to them in in more compelling ways yeah yeah
0: all right well let's keep moving then yep let's talk about pretty boy detective club uh-huh uh since we last spoke they wrapped up the first arc and we had a second arc.
4: So they found? they found the space the space station or whatever? Like,
0: no, that 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 didn't. That was <laughs> not important. Um, oh, okay. So the so the first arc, I really enjoyed. It was basically the the rise of the main girl and how she joins the Pretty Boy Detective Club,
2: uh-huh.
0: and um, you know she kind of it's kind of I I really like her character and she has like kind of some neat development as she goes from like this sort of resentful. Uh, um, aimless person to you know Mayumi the Seer, the sixth member of the Pretty Boy Detective Club. Blah blah blah. They all have fancy titles, right? Um, and so that was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. It was really stylish, and there's some neat ideas going on. And I think because the focus was on her, a character that I like, I like really enjoyed it. And um, the, the second arc, not so much. They they get their first case. Which kind of highlights the, one of the, like, biggest problems I have with the show is, like, they're all supposed to be in middle school, like, so Uh, they're all, like, really, really young, but it has no bearing on what's happening whatsoever, like, they might as well be adults. You know how that goes with Uh uh anime. (laughs) But, um... So they uncover this underground middle school casino.
1: Oh. Uh. Okay. Tell uh, me Kakekuru-y. more.
3: Uh, yes. <laughs> there's there's
0: there's a little bit of K- kakagurui vibes, but it's really lame. Oh. Um. The whole the whole thing ends up being like they're cheating by using some like new invisibility technology, but she can what? see it with her she can see she can see what's going on with her magic eyes, and then they're like and she just calls them out and they close the casino and like somehow they stretch this out over two episodes.
3: No, oh, that's um, it. That sounds like the start of a of like a, a case, not the case.
0: Yeah, no, that yeah, that's it. That's that's <laughs> that's pretty much it. Now th- there might be some other things going on that'll pop up later, but at least for that arc that like that was the whole story. Um it was pretty disappointing. And then this latest um episode they started this next case where they found a bunch of paintings um, that were, like, the most famous paintings in the world, like, recreations, but they don't have people in them, and they're trying to figure out what's going on. For some reason, this is important. I don't know. I know. Someone um,
3: really likes backgrounds, I guess.
0: Yeah, but <laughs> I have to say, they. they it's funny, because, like, this is a adaptation of a manga, not a light novel.
4: Right. Okay. But it...
0: It feels like it's an adaptation of a light novel uh-huh. because
3: there I mean, is a isn't ton that because of nisioisin. Right? Yeah. yeah.
0: Yes, there is a ton of talking that is completely unnecessary, which wasn't bad in. The, I don't know what happened. It wasn't bad in the first arc, and then the, the, ever since then, it's been like it's been like almost monogatari levels of standing around talking. Um, this latest episode, in particular, I was like. There's this whole big flashback about this teacher that they think painted these paintings. And rather than like having a flashback and showing us what's happened, it's just like one of the guys standing there talking about it for like 10 minutes and without with like very sparse visuals of it, but basically wow. him just talking for 10 minutes. So it's like, you, this is animation, you could have shown us this. <laughs> that,
3: that sounds like a serious hmm. shortcoming on the side of, 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 yeah. the, of the adaptation. Like. Yes.
0: Uh, well, I mean, yeah, who knows what the manga looked like uh, yeah. too. But I th- it's, pr- it's I think it has a lot to do with Nisio Eisen because that's how he does things. But um, but yeah, I, I'm just I've I've been disappointed with it ever since the first three episodes. Mm. And
3: uh, I mean, it yeah. might also be because Nisio Eisen is a novelist; he, he may not be able to uh, adapt to a. To a split or a, or a dual medium, a mixed medium, uh, like like manga, like anime.
4: But Madaka yeah. Box was so popular. Well, I, mean, I would, well, I would the say thing
3: with Box. I only know one thing about Madaka Box, and that is that people loved posting screenshots of that with ginormous speech bubbles. So, mm.
0: yeah, I will say, I'm not going to say Madaka Madaka Box was good, but I did not really feel like that had this problem, or at least as bad. Mm-hmm. so maybe it's shinbo because that's shinbo did not direct madaka box but
3: i mean it, it it's probably the combination of both because they both like
0: that's like their comfort s- zone slightly quirky point, right?
3: stuff that doesn't necessarily mean anything like yeah, when, when you say know. to me oh it's a bunch of famous paintings without people on it that that sounds fundamentally like a idea that someone came up with was like hey that's a cool idea. And then, but right, it doesn't actually mean yeah, anything. Yeah, it doesn't go anywhere.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's part of part of why like it like I felt like the the first part had actual thematic meaning with her with the main girl's like development as a character and you know her figuring out what she wants to be and all that and like that felt like it had a, a purpose whereas this is just like random stuff happening since then and it's could just it, like
3: Could that be because the first arc was a bit more out of the a let's solve a mystery comfort zone?
0: Maybe. I don't know. I don't know.
3: Yeah. Might be it.
0: Either way, I'm pr- I'm pretty disappointed uh, so far, but unfortunately, I've, I think I've hit the, the halfway mark I'm committed <laughs> yeah. now, so... You're <laughs> in. Yeah. Well, we'll see how that goes, but uh, let's move on.
3: Does it at least still look nice?
0: Oh, yeah. If, if, you, like, uh, if you like shaft posing uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> And whatnot, there's it's 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 uh, fabulous in all caps, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it's it is a still a visual spectacle, for, but uh, not much more than that. All right, let's uh, let's move on. Let's talk about Odd Taxi.
4: <laughs> oh boy, uh, man, another <laughs> anime that's like, where do you oh. even
1: start? Um, we we we, have we haven't gotcha even talked about the. Uh, the Gotcha Gamer God. episode. Oh my God! Did we never even get to Gotcha? No. Oh man, this whole this is a whole arc we got to talk
2: about. Because <laughs>
1: like, look, I don't know. I don't know if I'm. I don't know if I'm really all
0: that high on Odd Taxi overall. But that Gacha Game epi- Gamer episode was a masterpiece.
2: <laughs> I think
1: that Gotcha Game Gamer episode. You know, so for context, uh, this is Odd Taxi is the one with the walrus taxi cab driver and animal people, and everybody's got deep seated problems, and. um... Yeah, so episode four is kind of like a, it's like a standalone, right? Where it's like it, it gets into the interiority of like a like a single bit character who showed up for like half a second in like episode three, yeah. and it's like it's kind of getting to like it's it's this really fascinating character study of like how does one fall into addiction? What like if, how what, does
3: what if Joker twenty nineteen
1: but good? You know, in a ways, <laughs> a, a, kind of actually, right? Of like, what are like. Like, like yes, that no, episode like, was better than Joker 2019. Well, in a yeah. sense, of, right? That it, 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 the, the episode does a great job of explaining it. It is no single incident that drives a person to, like, true madness. Like, <laughs> it is a it is a process. It is a process well, that that happens over the just course of one years. one bad
2: day. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> like, you know, we get into this whole, like, his ch- this, this dude's childhood, like, collecting erasers as a way to try to, like... <laughs> it sounds, you know. I think. I think every person who has like been a kid who has lived through a fad understands right. this feeling of like, oh man, like I, I, I need to buy this thing to earn societal like approval of my peers, right? And I have to buy this fidget spinner yeah. or whatever. That, uh, yeah, and like
3: earn society points,
1: right? And like. <laughs> How that led to him buying this super expensive eraser, which is, by the way, the eraser that Shirakawa the nurse gave to the walrus. Yep. Uh, uh, um, is this like super expensive eraser that he he bid on using his dad's credit card, and that went about roughly as well as you expected. Um, and this yep. that whole episode is just a it's just it's just a car crash in slow motion, right? Like just you know the how how that leads to him later on getting into a gotcha game and. Like once again ascribing, his life away. right, like ascribing societal approval to his ability to spend money on a Skinner box and, like, even like the great like, how quickly you lose the high of a gacha... of rolling in a gacha game, right, right. like. Like you're like oh another five star like whatever like I'm looking for the six stars here you know or whatever. <laughs> right, got to get that
0: SSR Dodo. But um... right,
1: right, like SRs are nothing to me. <laughs> it, it just like it's it's really fascinating, right? I mean. You know the the the, pedi- the pedantic person in me wants to point out that the dodo game, the zoo game that this dude was playing, must be one of the really badly made gotcha games because my like, <laughs> understanding is that most gacha games store that information on server side, not client side. Yes. So yes. like the moment you've bought the role, it has already been logged in. Like you, there's no way right you before could lose... you actually
0: see it, it's already been
3: determined. It's already saved. been determined. Yeah. Right. But, I mean that but, may well, be the tragedy that he doesn't know that.
1: Well. Or, 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 actually, maybe the, the bigger tragedy. I mean, the, the which, and then I have no sympathy for him. Is the implication that like, you know, his phone fell into the river, got broken, he had to get it rebooted. Is that apparently what he couldn't recover his account? Is he one of those gotcha gamers who didn't do the whole like tie your link, account? Yeah, to, you gotta link your account, man. Gotta link your account, man. Yeah, gotta like... link
0: your account. <laughs> um, no, I I have to say the show does a very good job of making these just like. Really miserable, pathetic character. It's,
4: like, it's, yes. it's just like it seems to be. It's like every episode there's a new examination of how long someone's life can fall apart,
2: right? And it seems
0: very specific to like things that would only happen in the past, like five to ten years, right? Like, yeah, uh, whether it's you know social media, you know, ruining your life to become a YouTube star, or you know, getting scammed on on a dating app or something like.
3: Right. You know, I mean, um, I keep saying this show is this show is like one of those adult animation shows, you know, like <laughs> I haven't seen it. Gee, I think you have. But isn't this is this show in any way resemble like Bojack Horseman or something like that? You know, I think, now because that you that's bring what it, up. it reminds me of.
0: I think like, we made that comparison. Yeah, yeah
1: there, there is actually the a little bit of too. that. Yeah. Yeah. There's a little bit of that kind of like very specific type of like adult melancholy like, just malaise of, of, of drifting through life in Odd Taxi. Right. Um, and then, you know, we're talking about this, but then also, as as, as I love to sometimes say about anime, hmm. uh, sometimes anime then decides to enter the Yakuza dimension, and that's <laughs> what mean... happened in the most two recent episodes of
3: Odd Taxi. <laughs> I mean, you call this the Yakuza dimension, but honestly, that is, that's an inherent strength of anime, you know, even in something as yeah. sort of like melancholy as this or 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 something as, you know, like complex and and, and heartfelt like Vivi. You still have that small core of like buckwild crazy. Yeah, like sometimes <laughs> anime
1: you just decides to turn it on. And I think I think it actually really speaks to like so I was reading um synopses hmm. of of each of the episodes of Odd Taxi. And okay. I think it's actually really interesting is that actually it, it, it was so gradual, but... You guys realize, the last two episodes of this anime have been fucking crazy, right? Yeah. Like... <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, like we keep talking, oh, this show's so, like, the m- m- mundane. And fucking gacha gamers, fucking firing a loaded gun <laughs> in a hostess club. Yeah. The same hostess club from Yakuza. <laughs> like, yeah, right? it's
0: literally the hostess club from Yakuza. Though. Like,
1: like <laughs> just... Right. Like...
3: <laughs> I was
0: expecting, um...
3: I just love how casual Otokawa is about the fact that there's like a lunatic out to kill him. <laughs> it's like, you know, there's a guy with a gun trying to kill you, and he's like, ugh, all in a day's I work. Some shit. You're a
4: taxi yeah. driver, you see some shit. Yeah, it's just.
1: And we still don't know
0: what's in his what or who is in his closet.
1: God, what is going on there? But but yeah, so like the last two episodes, right, are kind of so so they they spend that entire episode on Gotcha Gamer to sort of set up what is like I guess the current conflict of the most recent episodes, which is like they're still looking for the missing girl. Yep, Otokawa is trying to like wrangle with his own feelings about Shirakawa, especially in light of the recent reveals that like Shirakawa kind of does the classic. No, she I tries really, to get away. I
4: really did fall in love with you. Falling in love with you
0: was never part
2: of the plan. Uh-huh.
1: But I couldn't help it. And I love that Otoko is like fucking save it. Like I'm not like I'm I'm a 41 year old taxi driver. I don't have the time or energy <laughs> to to deal with this shit. To deal with this, right? Like he's teaming up with Dobu now to like, I think basically get his gun back first of all, right? But right, <laughs> right. Um, but also
4: he does kind of care about Shirakawa sorry.
1: right he does he does make a deal with dobu that like, hey like if I help you on this you cancel Shirakawa's debts right because it is it, eventually as we suspected Shirakawa was uh, smuggling drugs out of goriki's clinic yep. to pay back uh, the debt she owed to dobu and uh, and also I want to say one I want to say because I guess I didn't get a chance to say this in the podcast yet um uh, ditch. Uh, which is the name of the number one person on the uh, the uh-huh. leaderboard of the Dodo really? uh, gacha game, uh, Dobu is a way to say ditch in Japanese. <laughs> yeah. So there is an implication that maybe Dobu himself is also nursing um, a pretty hard gacha habit. God. It's all
3: interconnected. <laughs>
1: it, it, is, is his uh, whole crime spree
0: just to pay for his gacha Gotcha?
1: It might Christ. be. It actually might be. Uh, like... The implication, right, is that that other gotcha gamer nearly went went into debt just like trying to get into the crack the top one hundred, right? Yeah. So what the fuck? How much money is Dobu dropped? How much of a whale is he if he's number one on the leaderboard? Right. And then we. But but that was also
0: the name of the 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 seller of the eraser. Yeah. The seller of the eraser,
4: right? Yeah. Yes,
1: and remember, he uh, Dobu gave the eraser to Shirakawa. So was Dobu running like fucking eBay scams even (laughs) back when he was like a fucking teenager? (laughs) Yeah.
4: (laughs) We
0: might be headed in that direction, right?
1: So, like in a weird way, like Dobu's like, I lost my gun. It's like actually, Dobu, you lost your gun twenty years ago when you scammed this poor (laughs) child.
0: Oh man!
1: And then there's also this this show would do that.
0: I feel like this show would do
1: that. The
4: comedians and like their relationship falling apart apart and... and.
1: And speaking of going into debt, Kakihana the monkey oh my God. is like also also entering the Yakuza dimension because he's taking out loans with loan sharks. To pay for his
2: yep. weird another
4: relationship with the team. Oh, did we even
1: get into that dinner? That dinner is like one of the like the like I hate to use this term, but one of like the cringiest, most awkward things I've ever watched. Just another miserable, that, pathetic person. Like <laughs> that date where like he clearly has never like you know dined at a restaurant this nice before. He clearly has no right. clue he's what he's doing. It like a,
4: he's kind of, uh, and
1: like he is like completely flubbing at holding any kind of meaningful conversation with a girl who is clearly not interested in him Mm -hmm. like (laughs) god oh man just yeah like you said like a glorious like inspection of some truly pathetic people it's yeah (laughs) i i i i don't i don't
0: don't know where we're going with all this like i mean there's there's a there's a plot but like
1: but what does it uh, all mean? What, where, where are we going with this? I don't waiting know. Waiting for like uh,
4: the one episode where everything converges simultaneously, right? Like right, like some kind of just total train wreck.
1: Right. I'm just waiting. Yeah, yeah, for the episode where Gachi Gamer has uh, Otokawa cornered on the rooftop of the Millennium Tower,
3: and, uh... <laughs> <laughs> and then the like idle fanboy comes in and it turns right, out right, uh, who won yeah. the lottery. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, if anyone is going to get smoked in this show, it's him or the hippo guy, right? The the hippo guy who's who's like vigilante hero hero
0: of justice on YouTube or whatever here. Oh
3: god. I also fucking
1: had some real bad secondhand embarrassment from that video. I was like, oh man, this is hard to
3: watch. It's like combination call out video and weird shooty bio internet warrior
1: shit.
0: (laughs) (sighs) All right. Good we show. Got, we got to keep moving. Yeah, I
3: know. I much. know.
1: It's too much. Let's
0: talk about two year eternity.
4: Oh, boy. So, uh so <laughs> okay, okay, too much, gel, oh, gel the only non monger reader here. Tell us what you think. I,
0: I can't. I can't take this, guys. <laughs> I can't take it. <laughs>
4: Like, I
1: assure you, to the audience listening,
3: we are not laughing at a dead child. We are no, laugh- no, at- no.
2: It, it, You're laughing
3: at a man who is sad about dead children, you pussy. Yeah, look, no.
2: Uh,
0: like, I, I, I'm i I'm, I'm pretty sensitive about violence with children and whatnot. It's it's I, rough. It, it's, it's, it's pretty rough. And, and, and this isn't, like, there's a big difference between, like, the anime... Kids fighting each other or whatever with superpowers or whatever versus like an actual depiction of a child being murdered,
1: like a real ass child,
0: uh, like an act, right? Like an actual real child being murdered, um, and
1: and they don't shy away from him, right, like you, you watch her die. It's it's pretty, it's... yeah.
0: It's a lot. It's a lot to take in. Um, and
1: sorry, go ahead, Jill.
0: I feel like with this show, very, very different shows, but it's the Devil Man Cry Baby effect of. Am I enjoying it? (laughs) That might not be the word I would use, but I guess I'm satisfied. It compels.
3: Yeah. Well, the thing I would say with Do Your Eternity is that it. It knows how to dose its drama. Like, this was a very dramatic episode, but you'll see that. Like, this arc also had many, like, funny moments, character building moments, world building moments. So.
0: It's not all just pure misery, for sure. Right, but. like, that's the thing, this like, when no people talk about business. when the show was
3: announced, they were like, oh people are gonna be so devastated, they're gonna cry! And I'm like, that is not necessarily <laughs> the essence of this show to right. me. Like, obviously, I mean, it's correct, it a show about but... <laughs> death and survival, but, yeah. like, it is a show in which, this, the, like, the specter of death looms around yeah. every corner, because I that's... Mean... Like, yeah. what it is when you tell a story about being immortal. But it's about more than that. It's also a show about life and humanity and, and, and everything yeah, I, that comes with
2: it. So,
1: I think Aqua uh, nails it there where, like... The reason I think that To Your Eternity often gets this reputation, like, ah, very tragic, devastating show, is because, like, it is, in fact, a piece of fiction that is willing to engage with, like, life and mm. death, right? Like, yeah. the full spectrum of the lived human experience. And it's just right. that... The, the death sticks out more to us because that is not nearly as well examined in most anime, right? That's not to right. say anime characters do not die all the time in anime, but they are not usually given the degree of of introspection that... Right, right, yeah, and
3: usually, I mean, nice.
0: we're used to getting happy endings most of the time, right. too. And, and, and in the rare like... case
3: that a child dies in, in an anime, it's like it's like in key shows when like, Oh, she withers away of her terminal disease while being hugged by Uh her parents. And like, and this is just like, no, she just got, Murdered by no, fucking like, vile, like... evil, shitty co- colonizers. So, oh, oh, yeah, right? oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> well, Jill, now, uh...
1: now that we're at this point, now that we're at this point, now I can begin to explain to you that Your Eternity's real subtitle is Hayase ruins everything. Right.
4: <laughs> I was so I, I was holding back so much when you were like, "Oh man, I hope, I don't they, don't, like I hope, I hope they don't redeem Hayase," and I'm like, <laughs> "Oh man, you've no idea how much Hayase is just the worst." <laughs> <for> yeah. <ever." laughs> But also I have to I
1: say is like one of the like fundamental intrinsic DNA of the, the Dio entire... Brando of Two Eurotrash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, honestly, oh, not even joking. I have, kind of, yes. I
0: have to say the 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 emotional roller coaster of going from March dying to her getting smacked by a giant bear. Right. Um, the low to high on that was pretty, <laughs> um,
2: uh, get your wig, pretty exhilarating. Get your whiplash, but yeah, Man. I'm
0: assuming she's. Well, they, we see her at the end of the
2: whatever's going on. Yeah, she's still on.
1: there, you know. And as Perona so, like, you know, angrily muttered, she missed her shot there. You know, just mm. yet another horrifying crippling wound for our friend Hayase. But no, <laughs> she is not, she's not dead yet. <laughs> well, oh, boy.
0: Perhaps that makes me sadder than anything with this show. <laughs> but, um
1: but it's it's i'm curious i'm curious where, what what gel where do you think it's going to go from here right because i think now the show is clearly communicated its intent to kind of follow a sort of like interconnected arc
3: structure like
0: yeah i mean i don't know i i, I really don't know what's going to happen big picture uh
3: like i mean the, the stu- i think the structure is clear from the first episode and this like it's going to be oh it's a new arc fushi beats someone new that person right. dies for a fushi couple powers
0: up. with <laughs> like right and, I mean, he's according to the previews, he's going to hang out with the old lady next to yeah. Probably not going to be around that long. So, uh, I guess my only question is, I'm wondering how far in time are we going to go? Because, <sighs> <laughs> again, I've, I'm intentionally I won't, avoiding I won't any say, information. I won't say a
1: single goddamn thing. I will just say yes. that the conversation... The tone of conversation I take about To Your Eternity could be considered somewhat similar to the tone of conversation I take when I talk about later chapters of The Promised Neverland Oof. and I will leave it at that.
2: Okay. <laughs> well, That's
3: harsh. That's very <laughs> harsh. I'm
1: not a big fan of the recent I mean they're interesting, <laughs> but I the anime will not get that far. I yeah. know it won't. I'm just saying. Yeah.
0: So I have, again, I, have, I like I'm intentionally trying to avoid any other information can stay blind on it. So I, yeah. that that's kind of my big question is: Are we gonna go? Are we gonna stay in this like kind of general time period? Are we gonna skip further ahead in the future? What's Who gonna knows. happen?
4: Who knows? If he jumps forward forty years in one episode,
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, this is exactly. I mean, the, the, this format could jump you know a hundred years in the future. And,
1: our our two shows about sense. sad immortals. One is a, one is a pop <laughs> singing one robot, and big the big other one is. is John, John Carpenter's the, the thing,
3: thing. A furry. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, happy! Next time, Fushi's finally gonna learn how to talk. <laughs> Hooray! Some he's, fucking... he's getting there. Like, now he can express how sad he reminds is. Reminds me of like Yakimaru and
4: Taro. Like, yeah, you know, so we
0: talked about we talked about the show bordering on misery porn. I feel like they got real close when they were like torturing him or whatever, and like he starts saying, uh, "What does he say? Oh uh, It I hurts." Know. Yes. It it just says that over and over again for like days. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, alright, we're, we're we're getting close to the misery porn border here, but uh it's
4: only knows yeah. only only how to say two things, is all right, right? He's just gonna repeat it over and over. <laughs> yeah. Uh, alright. Man.
0: Alright, you guys gotta fill me in on uh Godzilla Singular Point. Right, jet- I heard a lot jet- of talk Jaguar about Jet Jaguar. He's so.
4: powered up, he has been equipped with the spear of Ankyras.
1: Dude, oh. we have to we we can't even start there yet. We have to start at the beginning of the <laughs> humble origins of Hero of the People Jet, Jet Jaguar. Jaguar.
0: Well, he he appeared earlier, Jet
4: right? Jaguar defended
1: yes. children from Rodan. He Jet Jaguar beat Rodan, <laughs> Jet Jaguar beat Angiris, Jet Jaguar's coming for Godzilla next. <laughs> Hell yeah. So oh boy. Godzilla Singular Point continues to be extremely good. Um they continue to do a pretty good job of balancing these sort of like Techno Babble like science horror of like the people coming to the realizations of like what the kaiju kind of mean for their universe. Yep. And then these sort of grounded like conspiracy UFO jerks building this fucking combat robot <laughs> in their garage to fight the kaiju. And yep. both halves work extremely well for me. <laughs>
4: <laughs> right. There's uh, the like persistent plot line that more and more kaiju are showing up and It's causing more and more problems globally, and scientists are scrambling to figure out how kaiju showing up is affecting Earth. Like, what is this strange material that they're shedding? What are we going to do about this? Uh,
1: Right, and and they eventually do sort of confirm that the red material, which they call archetype, is sort of a, like, pseudo-dimension terraforming particle. Right. That, like, basically turns whatever dimension it inhibits into more, like, its own native dimension, where the kaiju come from. So, like, the mystery of why the, the Rodan swarms were dying off so early, uh, so quickly early on in the show, is that, like... It wasn't enough red you know, dust, like. Right, right. It was basically, like, throwing a fish on land, right? And, but by more and more Rodans dying and decomposing into the red dust, and, like, propagating throughout their world... It is slowly making their dimension more habitable to larger, more dangerous kaiju. And right. um, we have, ha- this whole time, like they have sort of been slowly following this one big kaiju who has never really been shown in full. And except for the fact that it was very explicitly not Godzilla, at least initially. Right. Until we come to begin to start coming to the understanding that, oh, this red dust archetype can also serve as, like, an evolutionary catalyst. Right, because, and so, because it's,
4: like, a four-dimensional material and goes through time,
1: so it can speed up right.
4: evolution and such.
1: And so we begin to come to the horrifying realization that, oh, this, uh, this kaiju that has kind of been shown in a few shots here and there, kind of looks fishy, kind of looks like a sea dumb fish lizard, like, yeah. sea serpent thing, is actually slowly becoming Godzilla. Oh, and nice. It's, it's a pretty fun, slow reveal. It's a slow burn reveal that I, I think is, is done very well. Uh, the, the last episode sort of ends on it sort of retreating into the red dust that has now become so dense that people cannot even see into it anymore. But you just see a couple of Some tail spines, spines yeah. here and there, and you're like, oh yeah, dog, that's a Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, meanwhile monsters,
4: Anguirus is just putzing around the forest. And so yes. the local hunters association thinks this is a great PR opportunity to right. take down this new monster and the mayor will get so many awards and the local hunters association will have a, will have a great party. We'll set up
1: some picnic tables, invite the media flying right, like, all
0: kinds of flags on this one of what's yeah happen, and, and, right? and the
1: really great thing about this right is that what godzilla singular point has done so well is perfectly capture like both the high and low end of what he- mankind's reaction would be to an otherworldly force that we have no like way of understanding right like, on one end you have a scientist being like what the fuck is this and what does it mean and on the low level you have grifters going like how can i make money off this
0: <laughs> right 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 <laughs>
1: And, uh, it's, like, clearly set up as, like, just the most, like, fucking shittiest, like, small town mayor power, you know, like, you know, power move or whatever. And so, you know, of course, as a, as a, as a, as a PR thing, they've invited, uh, you know, Jet Jaguar over, you know, as sort of a, a PR thing. Because Jet Jaguar is already 1-0 to zero on Kaiju, so clearly people's we hero. should, yeah, the people's hero. The people's
4: hero who has legs destroyed by Rodan and now is attached to some shitty wheels.
1: Yes, yes, uh, yes. Uh, Jet Jaguar Mark II is uh, <laughs> is uh, is wheel based this time around, and uh, spoilers: Angiris attacks, fucks everybody up. Even the military on their jeeps with fifty cals can't do anything to Angiris. But you know who can stop Angiris? Jet Jaguar with a harpoon gun. Hell yeah! Okay. Nice. Just fucking get point blank and blasting
4: Gearus in the right, head. right because
1: right because the, the reason gunfire doesn't work on a Gearus is that like because it is an archetype based creature it like just subconsciously has like slight future knowledge time yeah. like, yeah. like, like foresight. foresight abilities yeah like it can see just enough into the future to like see what's attacking it like and like bullets. its spines. Yeah. Are like bulletproof, and so it's like reflecting the bullets. It's like calculating the trajectory and <laughs> reflecting the bullets back. And so, so Jet Jaguar and its pilots, of course, arrive right at the conclusion: Ah, you might be able to predict predict the trajectory of bullets, but what if it's point blank, right in your fucking face, you damn kaiju? <laughs> so they just fucking shove this harpoon gun right into its goddamn face, pulls the trigger, blasts that thing. It's it's fantastic mm. in a ways. Godzilla Singular Point might actually be. A, le- a, a legitimate challenger to the throne for best mecha anime of the season. <laughs> uh,
4: so, is is the,
0: the Jet Jaguar, and I'm assuming the Jet Jaguar team, are they being painted as the heroes of this story, or are they still being kind of, kind of set up to fail?
2: Both.
1: <laughs> Both. Like, oh, okay. their hearts are clearly in the right places, and one of them is a legitimate super genius. Like, like one member of the team is like this, like, Okay. Programming science prodigy who like right. developed the like super AI that some of the characters use in that in that show, right. but they're still gonna get their ass they're beat still, by like, Godzilla. Just these right? like
4: dudes in a garage, right? Kind of like they're still right and so, scale compared to the, and, the and, girl. It, yeah.
1: and it is that groundedness that kind of makes the escalation of Jet Jaguar so exciting because. Like after the Angiris episode, in the latest episode, they have finished upgrading Jet Jaguar to Jet Jaguar Mark Three, who now has actual legs he can walk on. And yes, they they harvested like fucking monster hunter. <laughs> I was they gonna harvested say <laughs> a piece of Angiris and mounted it onto a pole to turn it into a spear. We have gone full Evangelion Lo- Lance of Longinus here, like right. like, like the Lance of Angiris. Jet Jaguar is hungry for kaiju blood. Uh, we are going full fucking Doom Eternal. The only thing that kaiju have to fear is you, Jet Jaguar. Jet Jaguar, the fucking one-man kaiju genocide, <laughs> is coming for Godzilla. And, like, I... <laughs> We spray painted this fucking horn and
4: put it on a big pole, and we are coming for Godzilla, motherfucker. Uploaded.
1: Oh, also, also, another anime in which uh, a robot has a combat protocol. They have uploaded their their spear combat kaiju killing protocol <laughs> uh, into yes. into Jet Jaguar Mark Three, and. <laughs> I am so disc fucking around I'm sure. I'm so fucking excited. Like like look, I love Dynasty. <laughs> on. I was super excited at the, at the end of like last week's episode's cliffhanger, but 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 Jet Jaguar fucking striding out of the garage, fucking spear in hand is actually maybe the most excited I have ever been for mecha anime.
0: Well, uh, I feel like I gotta catch up with that <laughs> at some point. Um, and you have this shitty
1: like, old,
4: the like, <laughs> old man saying the time has come to eradicate Godzilla.
1: Godzilla! With his fucking, like, one-story-tall shit <laughs> <laughs> It's mm. like, I'm like, I'm like, Oh yeah, because he's not even,
0: like, that big, right?
1: Right. No, he's not even <laughs> that big. It's like a story-tall. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, like, positively giddy because, like, of, of course Jet Jaguar is not actually going to fight Godzilla and win, but because they've, cl- they've made it a clear point that Jet Jaguar has consistently been the actual most effective response to the kaiju so far, that, <laughs> right. like, I am so ready for just the fucking next episode or whatever when jet jaguar is just doom guy style like fucking posing on top of a mountain of kaiju corpses just cutting down rodan's (laughs) left and right with its fucking a gear spear uh then we can sew the rodan hides into some more
3: armor
0: (laughs) yeah make some rodan armor right
3: oh shit what's
0: the set bonus for that one um
3: (laughs) Uh, God, knowing monster man, hunter you... wouldn't that be like the worst armor in the game except for the it starting would be armor? yes yes
1: it would probably be like a very early <laughs> game starter starter armor but right. uh, oh man uh, it's all right it's what a Spear weird show
4: Agurus. this is just so funny
1: it's so good
0: let's uh wrap things up with Dino xenon
1: also really good <laughs> also, also really good, good. <laughs> oh man also really fucking good
0: like like i i like we all had expectations for this show but i feel like at least for me it has exceeded expectations like
2: yeah right oh yeah dude like so
0: in in an effort to try to keep this somewhat concise um i want to talk about first of all like the character work
3: yeah it's just great across the board I'm Just worried. because the thing is, I was incredibly worried when Auntie showed up at the end of episode. What is it? Episode six? Oh, or... I don't know. I was super no, hyped, no. Wait, so... I was worried because I was going to be like, oh no, they're going to do like weird, uh, weird like. St- arc welding stuff trying to tie uh, this into sure the original Gritman and how it relates to Gritman ending and stuff like that but, but in, this, like, in, in the latest important. episode they basically <laughs> acknowledge that auntie is like yeah i'm like a dimension hopping kaiju cop like yeah, and, well like they pretty much established that this is another world but auntie is here because he like hops between dimensions and it's just a fun little cameo and then everything else is just could like Continues to be about the, f- the things Dynasty is good at, namely character stuff, yeah. and also cool robot fights, but also character stuff. <laughs> yeah, so, I think I was pleasantly surprised by that.
0: I think um, there's a couple things that stood out to me, like like when they have their fight and everyone is too sad to fight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, too but sad they, to pilot this robot. They did such a good job building up to that moment.
4: <laughs> right of like, like what's with you guys and everybody's right, like, so like nothing
0: they didn't have to say anything like you just knew yes what was going on because yeah. they, they did the groundwork beforehand to build up where everyone's state of mind is right and it made sense that you know being in a life and death fight piloting a giant robot is like what has been like the last thing on their mind up to now right mm-hmm. um so you know i thought that was very good and I really loved the latest episode. Yes.
4: yeah, absolutely, um, it's a good one. I really appreciated how there was no big declaration of friendship or anything like that. You would get right. in a show. Just... It's just that everyone had time to cool down and yeah, hang no, out for I, a bit. And I, I real chill. Yeah, sorry, go no, ahead. yeah, go.
1: Yeah, like, I really liked just, like, I mean, if we're talking about, like, the last three episodes, like, in, like, aggregate, like,
2: mm.
1: I think that the, like, individual arcs of, like, Yume and Yomogi kind of, you know, investigating the, the nature of Kano's uh, passing, uh, Koyomi kind of coming to terms with, you know, his past in a lot of ways, um, I I think they, they were all, like concluded in the latest episode in like a really like strong and as you said like relatively subtle way right like like when yomoki hears like yume kind of like she's kind of like working through like the nature of kano's death because like she's Mm. watching these videos and she's like i can't tell was she bullied until she Mm. committed suicide or was this actual genuine teasing like i I, can't tell and it makes me
3: worried right yeah i mean i'm pretty like i'm keeping open the possibility that we will not get closer about Kano's death you know that it is just you know sometimes strange and 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 inexplicable right. things happen that's what grief is you know and you have to live with that right. for the rest of your life so i'm and, i'm definitely keeping that a possibility like
1: and, and i think that like yomogi's response to it which is just to cry <laughs> is actually like i think it's like actually like a really smart choice because i think a lesser anime would have had yomogi stand up and be like you know, no, I really care. Yume, I'm here to give a speech, right? Like Lita, yeah. like Lena from '86. I'm, I really do care, and you're gonna tell because of the sincerity of my words. And no. it's like, no, he just your he most, hears the sheer tragedy not of what. Right, <laughs> he is not. He is not verbose way. enough to do that. So he's just like, he's just like, oh my god, that's the saddest <laughs> shit I ever heard, and he cries. And it's like, there you go. That's how he shows how sincere his his it, <laughs> right. his sincerity and his desire to help Yuma. Legitimately because he sees her as a friend and not just because she's a a cute girl, right? Like, that's the thing. Like,
3: there are so many good relationships between these characters. Like, we have two, like, boy and girl pairings. Like, we have Yomogi and Yume, and we have Koyomi and Chisei. And both of them are just, like, good friends who hang out and care about each other and do stuff together. Without any of the, like, dumb, horny anime bullshit that implies that boys and girls can't get along without there being some sort of like, sexual ulterior motive. Like, we I, know I... Yamogi fancies Yume, but oh, he's, yeah, for still, sure. <laughs> he's still, like, genuinely nice to her and cares about... Yeah, right, if, it, like...
2: if, he, if he
0: was just, you know, physically attracted to her, he wouldn't have broken down crying in that scene, right? But, right. right. Um, yeah, no, I, I just love, in this episode, too, just, like, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but... Explicit and positive depictions of human empathy. (laughs) Yes. Yeah.
2: Yes.
3: I mean, which. And maybe because we had um, human empathy, depending on what Gauma is. uh, Gauma and like. (laughs) Koyomi on the couches or
4: whatever, just being just like.
3: Yeah. Yeah, man. It's really good, right? Um,
4: Because. Yeah, like.
1: Right, right. Like Koyomi just being like. yeah Yeah, like like you know like speaking of Koyomi stuff like it it hasn't gotten enough much screen time but i'm actually like really appreciative of kind of what the direction not only appreciative but i'm also curious where the direction of his art continues to go because Mm -hmm. like yeah you know he kind of has this big moment in seven where like he finds um what what, what's her name right Right, the husband husband, and and he's like I could just leave this motherfucker to die, but, like, obviously, I'm not going to actually do that, right? And right. it's like, you know, Gamma basically being like, yeah, doing the right thing even when you hate it is, like,
3: that is the surest sign that you're a cool dude, basically. Also, also, how weird is it that it is sort of exceptional that we have the situation in which our neat main character has, like, an old flame, but, ah, oh, she's married, and, like, her husband is not an abusive asshole? Right, because, right. I mean, that almost like, cr- like,
2: <laughs> Yeah. Right, and, and,
1: and that, and that, that kind of makes, like, like Koyomi's, like, coping with it honestly feel a bit more relatable, right? When right. he's, like, drunkenly rambling, like, ah, she led me on, and all like,
4: that what stuff. What it's it's like to say you say about, like, oh, should I have gotten married when he's just, like, a totally normal fine guy and all that? Right,
1: right, and it's, like, it, it, makes, it makes his cope feel more relatable, because, like, yeah, it's, like, all right, man, I get it, right? It's, like, it's just sometimes shit happens, and... But, but, but the thing I guess I'm more curious the Koyomis, though, is, like, you, we still have the implication of, like, the flashback, right? Like, I'm still not 100% right. uh, Inamoto. that's yeah. her name. I'm not 100% sold that Inamoto is a normal person, <laughs> <Right>. because, like, <laughs> the way her flashbacks are framed, it's like... She still has half a Bleach hair, also...
4: I mean, like, it
3: may also be like a Flowers of Evil thing, where it's like, "Oh yeah, I was so fucked up in middle school, <laughs> and it totally like messed him up." And then they reunited. And it turns out that she turned out and completely fine. Right, right. Like, just like <laughs> oh, for her, that
1: was like, for her, that was a phase that lasted like right. two years, and for him, it scarred him for life or something. Yeah, like, right. Like, I, I think there's definitely like some interesting potential there. The thing I actually think is also interesting is, like, what this is doing to Koyomi and Chisei's relationship, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Because Chisei clearly emulates Koyomi, right? Right, she He's looks up he, to him. Like... Right. Like, you see that with, like, when he bites the lollipop, she does it too, right? She, she mm-hmm. likes to adopt his mannerisms. And I think there's actually a little bit of discomfort in her because she's beginning to see Koyomi become more proactive, right? Like, mm-hmm, when he yeah. fucking umbrella smashes that window to get back, uh, you know, his car. Like you can almost see a little bit of discomfort in Chisei of, like, this is not the Koyomi that I'm, like, comfortable with, right? Even like, though
3: he is, like, by all means, getting becoming a better person. Right, he's becoming better a better person.
1: person. Like... But I think the implication <laughs> is that Chisei doesn't want to be yeah, a better Yeah, yeah, she wants right? him to like, be,
3: like, the the neat life goals. He's a neat, like... Right, he's a neat...
1: <laughs> Then she can be neat too.
3: Yeah, that's right, the thing. And, and, like right. because she uses him to project her own doubts. Like, right. And, and clearly, like, yeah, she like, can, like he could be at home from school. He cannot do anything. So I can do that too. Like, right. And so it's
1: like I'm really curious where that relationship is going because she keeps pulling that pearl out and we see it's growing. Right. Right. And we know from Gridman that kaiju grow from negative emotions. So like,
2: yeah,
1: something's going on there. Yeah. Like, some, and it's something's
0: like, going to go down.
1: And there. so I think it's like. Episode 7 definitely has a lot of really satisfying conclusions to character arcs, but it also makes it clear that, like, they've overcome an obstacle on the road, but, like, these people have not arrived at their destination yet. Mm -hmm. Like, there is still work to be done and also yeah like you know for a show we talk about where the animation is clearly clearly trying to emulate like toku choreography find me a fucking toku actor uh-huh. who can do the combo move of dina xenon rapid punching that kaiju <laughs> into the air and then grid Knight springboarding <laughs> off of dina xenon and fucking drop kicking oh, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> that fucking ki- that fucking kaiju mid-air god damn some good yes good choreography
0: what, what... Let's talk about the the, let's get into some meta plot and Uh, conspiracy theory stuff here. Um obviously at the end of uh was it episode six, we had the the cliffhanger with grid knight showing up. Yes. Which which is our which has been our biggest callback to the original SSS as Gridman so far. Um I had I had to look up I I had to look it up just to make sure is that actually Grid Knight? Yeah. Or is this something that looks like Grid Knight? And it's like, no, that's that's Grid Knight. Um which was pretty cool.
3: Um, yeah. I mean, when he showed up, like, all immediately, this, like, uncovered old memories, like, oh, yeah, right, that dude was in that show.
2: <laughs> yes. Like, I have completely
3: forgotten which, about which the I think is a, of Which Haunting. I think is a fantastic choice
2: <laughs> to, like.
3: I, I think it's a way better
1: choice than Gridman. Right. Like,
0: yeah, I, could, yeah, I don't want to see Gridman in the series. But but throwing Grid Knight, all right, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. That's an and interesting like, twist.
1: You know, there's some interesting, mm. like, you know. They've clearly grown up, right? Like Auntie's looking a little older. The kaiju girl is uh, uh-huh. got an entirely different look going on. She um, now looks like what's here. her face
2: from
3: the Idol Master. <laughs> <laughs> um You know,
1: some some fun some fun callbacks there. They played two tracks from the uh the grid man soundtrack, uh, which was uh, Yeah. Which was fun. And and yeah, I just think that as a connection like I think if you're going to have your connection to the original series, I think Auntie is a great choice because like he is he he is a legacy character, but also he is also the type of character who is not going to just like explain things to you. Like he is the he is enough of a stubborn dickhead that he's just going to be he's just going to like show him like, yeah, you wonder why I'm here. Well,
3: too bad I'm not telling you. So, do you think they're in it for the long run, or are they just here to be a cute cameo? I think they're
4: they're in the opening I... now, so I think they will reappear.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, reappear sporadically, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the implication is like, well, Anti is clearly busy fucking doing his own thing, and so like, you know, Dino it's Dina Xenon is still is still on the job for the, fighting off the they'll Kaiju. Sh- they'll but... show up
0: to kick the Kaiju in the face when Dino Xenon gets in trouble, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Go ahead.
1: Oh no no I'm I'm done. <laughs> okay.
0: Um. All right. Uh, Here, here's my theory. I'll throw out. Yeah. I mean. I don't even know if this is that wild of a theory, but the what what are the odds that Akane made Dino Xenon and gave it to Galma? Pretty
2: high.
1: I think yeah. it's pretty high, yes. Like, okay. even though Galma's like, it's been 5,000 years yeah, or something. if it's been I, if it's, it's, Tron time, then... Right, if they're in cyberspace, like...
2: And like, so, yeah,
1: is that is Right, like, is that Akane's way of, like, trying to make good on what she's done is, like, I, I'm never going back to the digital world again. Like, I, I need to face but reality, we'll but... <laughs> but yeah, I will give it a savior in the form of this bandaged, pink-haired mummy freak. <laughs> <laughs> With the sick robot? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, she, she probably made it, right? Like, that's the... Yeah. That's
3: so then the, how the do question, the kaiju eugenicists factor into all of that?
1: Right, and the question is, remember, episode one, you see a pair of hands dropping the, the kaiju pearls into the world. So, like, there is an arc villain to this story. We just haven't met them, potentially, yet. Yeah. Like... I mean if
4: if hm
0: if, if if Akane could have been manipulating the world previously, I mean could somebody else be manipulating the world? But all Right. Yeah, I don't know. Um,
3: what if it turns out it was Shisei all along? <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: She she ends up being she ends up being the bad guy. I mean, that would not shock me. I like I wouldn't I wouldn't I'd say the chances are lower than higher on that, but it would not shock
1: me. I, I, would, I would find that a disappointing reveal, because oh, then yeah. you're just copying the Gridman formula of, ah, damaged female character with right. baggage yeah. is the villain. <laughs> and I feel like, like that All right, we did that, that. once, and it, and it worked well in Gridman, but I don't think you could do it twice.
0: Right. I, I think they would have implied that a lot sooner.
2: Yeah,
3: and I think um... for the same reason, Kano is also off the, uh, mm. off the suspects list.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> hmm. I don't know
1: <laughs> I mean I think that's the fun of Dyna Xenon right is like we were so like not I guess not you know we were concerned that Dyna was going to end up being a very predictable like follow up to Gridman yeah. but uh, Dyna has done so much good work to kind of forge its own path and forge its own mystery that I think that it speaks to the fact that we can still <laughs> like sit here and like idly speculate about Dino Xenon's direction yeah.
3: and none of us mm-hmm. really has a like very
1: a very strong
3: theory, <laughs> yeah. or a very confident well, theory. Well, then again, I'm very glad that this is a show that does seem to focus more on the atmosphere, on the characters, and how they interact with each other, on the human side rather than, maybe, perhaps for my taste scriptman got a bit too bloated by like weird meta plot and and cyberspace stuff. That I get the feeling that this show is a bit more grounded and that works in its favor. Well, I I, I, I could definitely see no. that. Like
0: we like... we talked about last time. Just having the ensemble cast,
3: right? Um, yeah.
0: With a with a not not even just an ensemble cast, but uh, I guess a wider variety of types of characters. Whereas the regular man, man was
4: very it's two guys and a girl, like yeah. every back thing ever. You right? Know, yeah. <laughs> like they
3: looked they looked at what worked, you know. They saw there is the there's the, like Rika Akane stuff. Let's bring that to the forefront. Let's like. <laughs> bring the, the 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 like the four what was their name like the weapon dude right. the neon Genesis. Like, uh, right let's let's yeah. let's convert them into a single character um, <laughs> so yeah so they're definitely playing to the original strength.
0: i know? i do kind of miss um cuz overall i think i'm enjoying Dino Xenon more than gridman i do miss akane as a villain though Shoot yes grid, yeah like i it. i think i think the, there's the, like any
1: The Kaido Genesis are not filling that void. Yeah, yeah. I think if anything makes or breaks Dino Xenon, it's going to be like, kind of, you know, when the other shoe drops and they kind of reveal the like the true the true shape of this plot, right? Because the thing that made Green Man work so well, right, is that we we had so much time with Akane, right? Like we knew we knew she Mm -hmm. was the villain, and it was fascinating to kind of watch her go through those motions. Yeah. But we don't really have that here, and so like. What will be the like true emotional core of Dino Xenon at the
3: end of the day, right? right yeah. Like, that's the thing because Akane was also a very grounded villain. Like, she was like, "Oh, life sucks. Everyone sucks. Let's just destroy the world." And whereas the Kaiju eugenicists are more like classic villains who have like a higher calling, and in that way they also they also become more morally gray, I guess. But it doesn't uh, sort of have the burdens them with the risk of their higher motive has to pay off. Whereas Akane right, just right has now, the charisma as a villain to just be yeah. enjoyable as a villain. Whereas the eugenicists are a mystery, so their enjoyability depends on how that mystery is resolved.
1: I mean in ways like the thing with the Eugenicists is like they are kind of more actual cartoon characters, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got you got the leader, you got the loud one, the girl, the quiet one, uh-huh. right? Mm-hmm. Like they they're they're not as fully defined as Akane was like, and I think that's fine for what they are right now, where they mm-hmm. do kind of occupy this sort of weird like duronjo gang team rocket esque yeah. relationship well, of just it, like it works
3: but like, because eventually... it works because in Gritman Akane was basically the main character, and here we have main characters, right. so the villains don't need to fill that that role. Yeah,
1: line. but it would be nice if eventually we do get to eventually see like. I don't know. Like, like, I, I guess either I, I guess I'm either waiting for a like true arc villain to be revealed, or I'm waiting for the kaiju eugenicists to like grow into becoming people who who are interesting and and well defined enough to be mm-hmm. like the other half of that emotional equation yeah. of <laughs> that, that that makes these like this, this Gridman series of anime work so well. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean if there were any weak point to point out, and I don't even know if it's a weak point, but I do
3: feel like you know, we need to get something out of that at some point. <laughs> to make this to make this dumbass combination of like grounded melancholy teen drama and weird Toku robot bullshit that has somehow managed to strike twice completely <laughs> gel. Like <laughs> Yep. Alright. Well, that's gonna do it.
0: We only went 15 minutes over, <laughs> shockingly. Uh, so that's an achievement. I'll count
3: that as a win. Bet ourselves yeah. on the back. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm actually. Everyone surprised. gets an honorary
1: medal. Hey, you know, you want to do? You want to do the math? We talked about like 33% extra anime this week. <laughs> that's because, true. <laughs> yeah, because of so the we break.
0: Really we really should have gone for two hours.
2: Oh, exactly. Boy.
1: Well, let me tell you about the story of Jet Jaguar, Savior of
0: Mankind. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we've got 15 minutes to kill. All right. Well, uh, that'll do it for this episode, then. Let me uh, go through our usual spiel here. Uh, You can check us out at theglorioblog.com. Zig is writing about uh, Dino Xenon on an episode-to-episode basis, so you can check out his... Analysis. Oh, shit.
1: Also, shout-outs, uh, we're talking about stuff on the blog, to Ero's hmm. excellent, hmm. very clever review of, uh, the Final Heavens feel anime film. And yes. the entire Fate franchise <laughs> at large. Yes. Yeah, yeah, no, like, legitimately, like, Eero, like, I was saving it till now, because I want to put this shit out on the record. I- I think- I think it's a fantastic, uh, review-slash-editorial, like, I- As a fellow fan of a decade-spanning franchise, Hmm. like, I I think it's a super (laughs) fascinating look at, like, what it means to be part of a franchise that is literally generational. Like, a a franchise that has been around so long, you have old heads, you know? Like, you have people who... You have people... Or or, or a generation... A franchise that is so generational, you have fans who were born, like... (laughs) Never knowing the face of the original thing, right? Like it's, it's it's a super interesting kind of look at at what that means and what it means to be a fan of that. And and I think uh, I think our friend Eero here knocked it out of the park. So uh, if you're interested in reading about uh, either Titan Moon stuff or just fandom in general, I right. highly recommend it.
3: Yes. So, G, when is your uh, comprehensive review of the mm. Gundam franchise coming?
1: Never happening, because <laughs> uh, as Iro gets into his own reckoning with what it means to be a fan, my fandom of Gundam- my, my, my unironic fandom of Gundam was stamped out, like, in 2006, so... <laughs> uh... I have no love left to
0: give.
2: <laughs> uh...
1: Yeah, uh...
0: I mean, are you sure, G? You don't want to write a uh, lengthy article about the Gundam Build Fighter series, or? Uh, oh, I could do that? it.
1: Don't don't get it twisted. If I had the time, I could do it. It's just. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. Yes. Yeah, so check all that out for sure. You know, follow us on Twitter at the Glorial Blog. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Amazon Music, Podbean, Stitcher, and you can. Uh, Check us out on YouTube, like, comment, subscribe, ring the bell, all that good stuff. You know, tell your friends, tell your enemies, and we'll see everybody next time.
3: Bye!